0: This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. This episode of the Badass Business Podcast is sponsored by Crickets to Clients. You know, you guys, it is a hard hitting struggle of being an entrepreneur. Finding clients can feel tough. And I remember when I started my journey, I felt like I was showing up every day on my Facebook and my Instagram and my website, and I was talking to no one. And this was really hard for me. I felt like I couldn't find clients and I didn't have a strategy. So I spent about nine months figuring that out, and today the strategy that I use has allowed my whole entire business to explode in the online space. And that method and that strategy that I used to get me there is all outlined for you in our Crickets to Clients promotion. Crickets to Clients is a beautiful training. It runs you about two hours, and it's seven bucks, you guys, and it shows you how to go from crickets to clients. It is simple, it is seamless, and it's easy, and it's seven fucking dollars. I mean, you can't get a better deal than that. Literally everything I outline in that program is the step-by-step of how I grew my tribe to our beautiful, beautiful 5,000 that we've reached. And beyond that, over the last couple of years, it's allowed me to grow my email list effectively and bring my Instagram following up. Crickets to clients has changed the game for me. And so I wanted to share this with all of you. To find out more information about our crickets to clients training, you can go to badass.com. BadassBusinessBabe.com slash crickets, or you can click the link in the show notes. That's BadassBusinessBabe.com slash crickets. I am so excited for today's episode of the Badass Business Podcast. I, heads up, am just generally excited today because as I'm recording this, it's the first day of the Six Figure Biz Babe cart being open. And I don't know why I felt like singing that, but I'm really excited. I feel... (laughs) It's our first group program launch of 2019. It is the fourth or fifth time we've ran this program. And it's just, I don't, I can't explain it. It's like, I know in my heart that all of the people who are coming into this program are about to change their lives. And so it's like this feeling of like excitement for them more so than for reaching some sort of launch goal, uh, it's been really beautiful. And so today I'm like keeping my vibe high. I'm feeling super good. I'm like, it's so important to me whenever we launch, I'm like, I have to stay in the best, happiest vibration possible because I want everybody to feel that when they come into the journey. And I don't take the investment of a student lightly. I know it's a big deal. And a lot of people have resistance around... You know making the decision to invest in themselves. And I know from my experience, time I've made a big purchase that's made my heart race, I felt like I was about to transform. Like it felt scary and nervous and unknown all at the same time. And so i I know what that feels like, that decision to take a big leap. And so here I am in my high vibe energy really embracing the possibility for every single student that's coming into this program. And so this morning I'm jamming out. I'm recording some podcast episodes. I feel really super good. And I'm going to channel all that high vibe feel into today's podcast episode where I'm going to be talking to you about the lessons of 2018. Now, full disclosure, I've kind of jammed out about this in the Badass Business Babe Facebook group. I've talked about it in a Facebook live and it was kind of a just a thought dump of like, let me put everything into a Facebook Live of what I can think of. That really was a powerful shift for me last year. I think it's really important that all of us as business owners and as high vibe women look back on our year and say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What were the really good lessons? What am I gonna promise myself to move forward with? And where did I slip up, right? Where did things go wrong or or where could they have been better? And I always let people know that when you do these exercises of self-reflection around a past month or a past business launch or, you know, anything really in your life, when you reflect on past action, do it with love, right? It's so easy for us to get discouraged and say, hey, I totally fucked up and I didn't at all create the goals that I desired. And I feel disappointed and frustrated and angry at myself. And like it's just so easy to go there. And I don't want any of you guys to fall into that trap. So when you self reflect, make sure you're doing it from a high vibe space and make sure you feel good. And you're not bullying yourself. I look at my year last year. Uh, And if you guys haven't checked out episode 89 would be a great place for you to learn how to set new year's resolutions, right? If you haven't gone and checked out that episode, I encourage you to stand by and get ready for it because it's going to be airing and really just showing up in the space of saying, or actually, no, that episode did air already. Go look at episode 89. (laughs) This is episode 91. (laughs) Sorry, guys. flawed moment there. Uh, But really looking back on my year and saying, hey, like I can recognize where the common themes were of the lessons and I can really identify what went really well and what didn't go so well and what I can do differently to improve moving forward. Because you don't understand where you're going or you can't strategize how to get there unless you actually can identify where you are and what has been done to get you where you are. So in this episode, I'm going to reflect on all of the decisions of 2018 I kind of am thinking that this is going to be a part one episode, and then in February, I'll give you a part two on this because I can't fit them all into one episode. I learned so much this year, and I will be honest, this was the biggest year of growth for me and for my business. So if you don't know background on what has happened for Badass Business Babe in 2018, let me just give you a little recap. Year before 2018, we did $187,000. So 2017, $187. 2016, the year before that, we did $10,000 for the whole year, and this was like crazy to me because we went from $10,000 a year to $187,000, and then in 2018 we went from nearly $200,000 to half a million. It was huge. It was amazing. It was beautiful. But that quantum leap in the numbers, right? To shift from being a business that made a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand to now being a business that operates at the million dollar level, there's so much learning that had to be had. <laughs> I mean, really, like we had to learn so much, and I really had to do a lot of inner work through that process. I think we we do ourselves such a disservice when we look at Our businesses as these separate entities of ourselves, when in fact it is like having a baby and it's so deeply connected to who you are, that in fact, because your energy creates the environment of your business, when you're not in a high vibrational space, your business cannot thrive. And so this year, I didn't just, if you know, if you look at paper and you go, wow, like what happened in her business that she went from 187 to half a million, I think. One of the biggest things I did was I worked on myself. I really started to look at where in my life was I falling short? And I spent the year fixing or healing, right? Cuz there's nothing wrong with us. We're not broken. But I really spent the year improving these areas of my life where I I was not up to par. I was not acting as the million dollar version of me in a lot of areas of my life, and I wanted to be a million dollar earner, but I was not acting that way. And so we know from experience that we need to really align with the goal that we want and ask ourselves, okay, you want six figures? Who do you need to be to make that happen? You want a million dollars? Who do you need to be them to make that happen? And for me, I looked at probably, I would say in December, I looked at my life before 2018 started and I said, okay, where are the blocks? And I had a lot of them. My relationship with my husband wasn't really great. I mean, it was okay, but we were not affectionate and we were not connected to each other. And part of that reason was because I was overworking. And when I'm, when you're overworking and you're not taking time for your relationship, your subconscious mind is like, well, shit, I want love and I want connection. And your business is, is blocking me from receiving that. So I'm not going to let your business grow because if your business grows, you're going to spend even less time with your husband. Right. And so I didn't have a safe container for expansion when I came into 2019. My relationship wasn't going or living up to the best standards I believed possible or I believed we deserved. My weight was such an obstacle for me. This was a big piece of the puzzle. I was about 40 pounds heavier than I am now. So I've lost 40 pounds in the past year, which has been amazing. But in that year, I dealt with a lot of fear around being seen. And I had held on to this weight thinking like, okay, well, this is my excuse to stay small. This is like the one last thing that I can hold on to that will keep me hidden. Because if I had the body of my dreams, I would be putting myself out there fully. And if I got rejected for that, that would hurt way more than me playing small and self sabotaging. So I, I chose self sabotage for, you know, a year and a half. And then in 2018, I was like, I'm fucking done, right? Like I'm done eating the chips at my desk. I'm done sitting at the computer all day. I need a life and I need to be active and I need to be well. And as I started to lose weight, some interesting things happened. I started to change my relationship with my business where I started to make more time for myself and I started to care for myself and I started to feel happier and lighter and more confident and more feminine and more beautiful. And as those things happened, my relationship started to heal. And because I was now in a place where I wasn't overworking and creating burnout, I was able to create a safe container for my business to grow. You know, right now I feel like, great, I have all the time in the world. I can continue to expand, right? I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel stressed. So a lot of this year was about fixing the habits and the environment that I was working in so that I had a safe container to expand into that half a million dollars. And moving forward in 2019, this is one of my really big intentions. I'm going to create safe space for expansion. I'm going to make sure I'm taking care of myself and I'm spending time with my family and I'm disconnecting from work because if I'm doing all of those things, I will feel available to grow my business. And back in 2018, I was not available. I was burnt out. I was tired. Coming into that year, I was like, okay, great. You hit 187,000, but you're burnt the fuck out. I was so tired. So, in this year, I learned a lot of really valuable lessons, and I'm going to share some of them with you today. And then maybe I'll do a part two in February. So, I have five written down. We're going to cover them as outlined as possible. So, you can take some notes if you want to, or you can just listen while you're driving your car or in the shower or taking care of your kids, whatever works for you, right? So number one, you can't do it all yourself. This was a really big lesson for me this year. I felt very significant by the responsibility and heavy workload I had. And I've spent a great deal of my life feeling as if the more responsibility I have, the more significant I am, the more important I am, the more needed I am, right? The more of a purpose I have. I really equated this concept of being busy to having like a badge of honor and being like, yeah, congratulations, you're so busy. And I would tell everyone when my business started to grow in 2017, how busy I was. I talked about it all the time. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't hang out. I can't do this. I'm so busy. I don't have any room. And I really felt significant by that. Like it almost fulfilled in a really twisted way. It fulfilled my need for being important. And in 2018, coming into that year, I got really sick in December. I hit like right before 2018 started, I got so sick and I had this crazy breakdown where I was like, I can't do this. I have this huge half a million dollar goal for 2018. Oh my God. How am I going to do that? I'm so burnt out. I'm so tired. And I just hit like this sort of rock bottom feeling. And I had such a busy schedule in that business. And I was starting to build a team. But at the same time, I wasn't letting my team take control. So I would hire somebody and then I wouldn't give that person any work at all. Or I would take on an assistant and I would micromanage her and make sure she was doing everything right. Or the worst part was I would hire somebody and then constantly look for their fuck ups. So I'd be like making sure that they weren't screwing up and when they were, I would have like this big freak out. I equated being the only one to be able to do everything in my business as making me feel super special and validated in the journey of being an entrepreneur. And when I really reflected on it, I was scared to delegate things. I was scared for two reasons. Number one, I was worried that if I didn't do things, that they wouldn't get done right. That was a big fear for me. And I was also afraid that if I did delegate and I suddenly had a lot of free time, who would I be outside of being a business owner? Like I almost, even if I look at corporate life and even if I look at college and going all the way back to school, my identity was very wrapped up in how hard I could work at something. So when I was in college, I would pour myself into my journalism trainings and work in the newsroom excessively. When I was even in high school and I wanted to be a Broadway star, it was like my goal, I would be in the theater doing five different plays at once at five different community theaters. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like I really felt and developed this unhealthy pattern that the harder I worked, the more successful I would become. And that wasn't necessarily true. Once I reached 187,000 to get to that half a million, I had to start recognizing that I could not do everything by myself. And I had to be okay with that. And not only did I have to be okay with delegating, but I had to be okay with trusting the people in charge. And when I look at what allowed us to expand this year, it was the safe space of knowing that I was not responsible for every single aspect of my business. And when I'm not responsible for every single aspect of my business and I have an assistant who manages my schedule and I have a graphic designer who does the graphics, I can pour my heart and my soul into the two or three things that I love to do in my business. So prior to 2018, I was the one doing it all. I was the coach, I was the graphic designer, I was the scheduler, I was the customer service person, I was every single facet of Badass Business Babe. And in 2018, I made a very bold shift and I said, I cannot do all of these areas of business by myself. And I asked a really deep question. I said, what is the one or two things that I love to do that if I just did those things in my business, I would be really happy every single day. And it was create content and coach. Those were the two things. And so this year I identified what my two things were. I encourage you to do this. If you have a big goal this year that requires you to surrender and hand projects off to your team, really ask yourself, okay, what are the two things that I love to do? And everything else I'm going to hand off to a team. So that was lesson number one of 2018. You can't do it all yourself. And number two, the second lesson of 2018, and this is a really important one. And I credit my amazing graphic designer and go-to girl, Coraline, for uh, putting this so eloquently. And I, I couldn't phrase it this well until she said it. And I was like, Oh my God, this makes such perfect sense. Lesson number two, someone can always do it better than me. Someone can always do it better than me. And for a while, I did not believe that because I felt like I was the shit. (laughs) It's like no one can organize my schedule as best as I can. No one can make the graphics as best as I can. No one can coach or do the email funnels better than I can. I had like this very conceited um, obsession with being the only one who could do things. And that was because I deeply believed that I would do them the best. And so I started to show up in my business this year by really looking for people who knew how to do things better than me. So Lynn knows how to do email funnels better than me, and she knows how to make graphics better than me, and my assistant Alyssa knows how to manage customer service better than me, and my husband knows how to make data projections better than me. And I found all these areas of my business where I sucked, or areas of my business that sucked the life out of me and didn't make me feel good, and I started to ask, who can do this better than me? Who do I know that can start to do this better than me? And when I operated in the area of trusting that other people knew how to do things better than I did, I allowed for the possibility of my team to grow and I allowed my employees to be happy because when I thought I needed to do everything and that I could do it the best... I never let my team take creative licensing over their projects because I was so busy micromanaging them. I didn't have trust. I didn't know how to surrender. I didn't have faith in my clients or I'm sorry, not my clients, my employees. Of course, I have faith in my clients, but my employees, I felt like nervous, like they're going to take control over these certain areas of my business. And I don't know if I believe that they're better than me but i made this decision 2018 i was like you know what Every, i can always find somebody who does it better than me and because i did that my team felt like they had license over the work that they were doing like they had creative control and nothing is worse if you've ever been an employee before nothing is worse than having your manager micromanage you thinking that they know how to do it better than you you don't have creative license you feel trapped you don't feel like you have ownership of your work and so with this year and learning how to actually do that our business was able to thrive and grow because i had people on my team who felt like they had ownership of the work they were doing it was really really important for us to scale this year number three this is a big one and no matter where you are in your business this totally applies to you the biggest lesson probably i learned of 2018 what got you here won't get you there and man oh man (laughs) this was a big one because I, for year one of my business, worked so hard. And I remember I was at the computer for 12 hours a day and I responded to every single message that came in my inbox. And I made sure that every blog post was posted every single day and every DM on Instagram I responded to. And I really just, I worked myself to the bone because I was trying to build foundation, right? When I really look at why I did that, it was because I was ready to go and make money and I was on a deadline to make money as quickly as possible. I quit my job with no backup plan, pulled my 401k savings and said, okay, I have $30,000. I need to make this last, you know, how, how quickly can I make money online? And so I really had this pressure. So if I had two hours at the gym, that was two hours that I could have spent working on my business. And I had this approach of like, sacrifice everything and give yourself, your heart and soul as much as you can to your, to your online empire that you're trying to grow. So I worked really, really hard. And that worked really well for me because when I look back, our business grew really quickly, right? I don't regret any of that. What I do regret is once the business grew and had foundation, I think I regret not shifting into the next level fast enough where I stopped working so hard. It took me a really long time to feel safe to give up that control once you have a sustainable business where you have a strong following and you have a good email list and you have beautiful sales pages, you start to shift into this element of, and it, there's like so much fear here of like, okay, things are working now. They're finally got getting, you know, they're finally getting good. Should I stop working so hard? Because like, if I stop working so hard, will they not stay here? Right? Will things plummet? So maybe if I take two days off, You know, is my audience going to disappear? Or if I spend the weekend with my husband and shut my phone off and not creating content, will I lose my audience? Or will they not care about me anymore? I mean, there's such this. There's such fear. Once you work really, really hard to get the foundation, there's such fear in surrendering and saying, "Okay, things are really working now. I can relax." Right? And I, I didn't give myself permission to do that for quite a while, and it almost self sabotaged me. Where, you know the year before I got sick so often because I was drained. And I found myself, I would go on a retreat like Tony Robbins in December before 2018 happened. And I went on this retreat and I was like, oh my God, like, this is going to be great. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. And I got so fucking sick. I came home. I had this huge fever. I was in bed for a week and a half. My body was craving for me to slow down. My body was literally screaming at me, you need a fucking life you need to create some freedom for yourself. But I had this fear like, well, what got me here was hard work. What got me here was spending a lot of hours in front of the computer. What got me here was always being available for every single person that messaged me. But I want to get to the next level. So don't I have to do more of that? And that was really eye-opening for me when I heard that quote of what got you here won't get you there. I realized that the biggest challenge in shifting to expansive income, right? Forget sustainable, like six figures. That's great. That's super cool. But what shifts you into expansive income where you're hitting millions in your business, it's about doing everything ass backwards. So working less, taking time for yourself more, disconnecting and becoming less available. So people are more interested and eager to invest in getting time with you and making your relationship with your clients exclusive, right? And that was so new for me to delegate stuff and to really be in this place of like, I don't have to respond to every single message right away, and I don't need to be in this place where I'm constantly available to every single person that wants to talk to me. I can really take a step back and do things differently. So I started to operate in this motto of what got me here won't get me there, and let me try to do things differently. Let me take a weekend off and see what that feels like. Let me take a bubble bath in the middle of the afternoon. Let me not check my DMs or my Voxer messages for a couple of days and see what happens. And I pushed that limit and what started to happen was I felt so truly fulfilled in my business and in my life that I literally started to look at my business as small, right? Like I started to believe, wow, I have all this time freedom. I can take on a new project. I can build more content. I can do the things I love. I can experiment with a new strategy. And in that space came the downloads of like what would get us to the next level. So what got me here won't get me there. I disconnected and took time for myself and that was the biggest shift that got us from six figures to half a million this year. So, and I know it's going to get us to 2 million this year for 2019, 100% confident. Side note on that, if you guys don't know, I've made a decision to hit $2 million in Badass Business Babe this year. And what's cool is I'm documenting my journey in vlog style on Insta TV. So if you are not following me on Instagram, go to badass business babe. That is my handle. All one word, badassbusinessbabe, business babe. And come check out my Insta TV because I'm going to be documenting the process and in, in a vlog format of like what I'm going through and like what comes up and what strategies we're using. I'm so excited about it. Side note on that. Yes. $2 million, we're doing it. And I know what got me here will not get me there. And I'm surrendering to learning new things and trying out new strategies, and just being open to the possibility of where things go. Number four, the fourth lesson I learned in 2018, the people around you are so important. Now, I mean this on so many levels because it's not just about who you're spending time with. We've heard this expression before. You are an equivalent of the five people you hang out with the most, right? 2018 was a year where I I came into 2018 very lonely. I spent all of 2017 behind the computer with no friends, hardly any extracurricular activities. Like I really, like I said, I hustled really hard. And in 2018, I decided... I really wanted to manifest some deep friendships. I wanted to build relationships with women who inspired me and who got it, you know? Like those friends that just are so supportive of your growth and they celebrate with you and they feel inspired. And at the time, the only friends that I had were broke. <laughs> so this is a really big problem because my my third um, my big issues in life, the things I struggled with at the time were like, You made six figures and now you wanna make half a million. Like, that's not really a problem that a lot of people can relate to. And so, when I went to my friends and was like, oh my God, like, I'm so nervous. I don't know if I could hit this goal. The response was like, yo, bitch, you made six figures, be happy, right? Like, there was no positivity. And I really spent some time last year recognizing, hey, my social circle needs some work here. Like, I don't really have supportive sisterhood part of the reason why I created the Badass Business Babe Tribe on Facebook because I knew like sisterhood and growing a business is so fucking important. And so in 2018, I decided I needed a little revamp in my social circles and I needed a little revamp in the type of clients I was working with. And I needed a revamp in the employees I was hiring, and then finally, my family. So these are some really important areas that you need to look at and ask yourself, the relationships in these areas of life, are they really meeting my needs? And my family at the time was not because my mother didn't really understand what I did, and she didn't really trust that I was actually going to be able to make a living in this industry of, of social media and content creation and course design. I mean, it was so weird to her because she wasn't experienced. And so I was looking for love and recognition from her and I wasn't really getting it. And I felt like I wasn't, um, she wasn't proud of me. Right. And I also had some other issues going on in my personal life. My parents were getting divorced, um, which they still are, but I had these real struggles of like, I don't feel fulfilled in my family dynamic and I had created such distance in my family dynamic that I felt like, hey, I don't really know if like building a relationship is going to make me happy here because I've spent the last year separating myself from my family. If you don't know the story, when I quit my job, I wasn't entirely supported by my family. I got love and I got a pat on the back and a good luck speech but my family didn't really believe that I was going to be successful. And I had a really hard time with that because I was trying to grow. And in the back of my brain, I was always thinking, oh my God, my parents don't believe in me. Oh my God, my parents think I'm going to fail. What if I prove them right? And so in 2017, in my hustle element, I disconnected from them entirely. I made this commitment to myself that said, I love my family, but for a year, I am not going to talk to them about money or about business. I remember the tipping point for me was in 2017, I was so broke trying to grow things that I couldn't afford a new pair of pants. And I had gained all this weight and I was supposed to go to a family outing and like, I didn't have any nice pants to fit me. And I went and asked my mom and I remember this like feeling that just was created in that conversation of like, you're so broke, you can't afford a pair of pants and you don't have any clothes and you haven't bought anything new for the last three years, like this is a problem. When are you going to go get a regular job? And I felt that feeling of just guilt and remorse. And so I made this decision. I am not going to talk to my parents about money and I am not going to talk to my parents about my business, even when it means celebrating, because I don't want to tarnish that relationship. So in 2018, when I had finally hit my goal, I was like, this is great, right? Like six figures. I went into 2018. I was like, I need to build some good relationships here. I need to go back to my family dynamic because I need love in my life. I need healthy love in my environment because if I don't have that, I'm going to feel lonely and my business isn't going to grow. So I started to heal my relationship with my family and that was really a beautiful process of forming a deeper connection with my mother who we weren't always very close. We had a lot of problems growing up together and we've been on this beautiful healing journey. It's been absolutely transformational. And this year we're going on a mother-daughter trip to Sedona. I'm so excited about it, but it took me a while to get there, right? So because I recognized in 2018 that the people around you are so important I decided to become very intentional. I searched for soul sisters. I healed my relationship with my family. I deepened my relationship with my husband because I knew when these things were healthy, I would wanna make more money to experience things with the relationships I had in my life, right? now I wanna manifest more money so I can go on a vacation with my family and take my sister to Thailand and take my mom to Sedona. So the relationships needed to heal. And on a deeper level, I needed to start looking at the clients I was working with that weren't fulfilling me. And I needed to also look at my employees, right? So this area of relationships and business, this was such a priority. And at the time I had this girl who was working for us, who just had the worst attitude and she was always negative and she was always overwhelmed and annoyed and frustrated. And it was like, no matter what I did, I would trigger her. And I almost got into the space of business where I wanted to quit because I felt like I was a horrible manager. I couldn't do anything right. And I was making this girl miserable. So I made a decision after a while that we were going to let her go. And that was such a grief moment for me because I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to hurt someone here. And she ended up quitting. So it was a beautiful, just a beautiful opportunity for us to part separate ways in a happy environment. But I think I just, I felt like I was always tiptoeing around her. And if you're, if you feel like you're tiptoeing around your employees, there's no room for your growth. You know, now I have a team where I can do crazy things and fuck up and be silly and come up with random ideas. And we're like, yeah, let's try it. That'll be fun. There's a joy element to our working environment and there's an open line of communication. And what I came to realize was that quality of open communication and of healthy dynamic of fun in your team cannot be created with everyone, right? Not everybody is going to like you. And if someone doesn't like you, or if someone's not aligned with the style of how you do things, they're not going to feel inspired to work with you. So it's really important that when you look at the people you're bringing onto your team, that they are people who share the same values as you. They are people who are equally motivated and driven, and maybe they have different characteristics and skill sets, but at the end of the day, they value love, they value creativity, they value taking a risk. Those are things that need to exist in the structure of your business and in the people that work for you. So that was really eye-opening for me. And then also the people around you are so important when it comes to the women that you work with. And I reached this point last year where I had a handful of uh, clients I was working with who were victims of their own inability to take action and these were women who were trying to grow a business for years and never actually took any action or moved forward and i got so hurt by it i was like what am i doing wrong as a coach that like these people are not taking action i feel like such a failure and i internalized these handful of students that were just not moving forward and In 2018, I made, again, a conscious decision to shift the people I surround myself with. And I said, from now on, I only want to receive women who are ready to grow. I don't want to receive someone just because they want to pay me. I want to receive someone who is ready to grow. And I got really intentional about the type of women that I wanted to serve in my business. And over time, I started to attract them because when I was focused on attracting the person who just wanted to pay me, I didn't have a clear stream of content creation that would only specifically attract someone who was eager and a go-getter and ready to go. But when I got intentional with those qualities the content I started to create began to shift. And suddenly I had women who were just badasses who would have one call with me, come back the next week and have applied a million different things and they didn't need any handholding and they were so ready to go and they trusted me. So I needed to grow my confidence to get there and that's a whole other conversation we can have. But at the end of the day, I would really encourage you to look at who you are surrounding yourself with and who you're serving in the online space or in your regular business. And just ask yourself, are these the type of customers that I really want to have? And if you don't want to have those types of customers, that's okay. But just make sure you get really intentional about who you want to attract. Number five, and this is the final one for this podcast episode, and I love this so much. You have to decide to feel safe. You know, I felt very unsafe the first year of my business because I was doing something that was really risky. I just quit my job one day and I was like, all right, peace. I pulled 401k, you know, the small amount of money I had, which everyone tells you is just such a terrible idea. And I just went for it. I went for it as hard as I could. And I felt incredibly unsafe the entire time. And it was this roller coaster. If, if you've if you can recall the moments where you grew a business, right, where you just first decided, it's like this roller coaster of, yes, I'm going to do it and it's going to be awesome and I'm so successful, followed by, oh my God, I'm failing. What the fuck? This is so hard. I have to give up. And it's like this up and down wave of certainty followed by total fear of failure. And once I started to make money, that feeling didn't really go away. And it was so weird to me because I was like, God, when am I going to finally chill the fuck out? When am I going to, how much money is enough for me to be like, you're good now. Cause I hit, you know, a $2,000 a month and I was like, yeah, this is great. And then I hit a $10,000 month and I was like, yeah, this is great. And every level, even into like the 30 and 40 and $50,000 a month, every level, I still felt uncertain that this was sustainable. And I was looking for an income goal to finally give me permission to relax said, okay, once I hit 10,000, then I'll feel good. And then somehow 10,000 became 15, became 20, became 30. And it was like, when is enough enough? And I don't mean that in the sense of like, when is making enough money going to be enough for you? Because I think we should always be stretching our awareness of what's possible, right? I'm going to hit 2 million this year. And it doesn't feel sleazy and it doesn't feel icky. It feels exciting to receive that money. It's almost become like this game for me of how far can I stretch my belief, right? How much is possible? But when is enough enough to give you you permission to just say, I'm safe now. I don't need to worry. I know that this is working and I believe that this will always be providing for me. And I feel so safe in that. And it was every single month. It was like, am I going to do it this month? Am I going to, is this going to be the month that I fail? Is this going to be the month where things get screwed up? And in 2018, somewhere along the line, I made this decision. I had to decide to feel safe. I had to decide that I was safe to feel good and that the rug wasn't going to get pulled out from underneath me. I had to believe that where I was was exactly where I was supposed to be and that I would always be protected and provided for. And no amount of money in the world would ever make that decision for me. I had to make that decision for myself. And I just decided. And yes, it took me a really long time and a bunch of journaling and months of trying to transition into that new thought. And I caught myself, you know, I'd feel fearful and go, wait, Lauren, you're safe it's okay to feel happy here. It's okay to celebrate here. Nothing bad is going to happen. It's okay for you to feel certain that you're going to make that money. Nothing bad is going to happen. And I had to, I had to really work on it. But once I stepped into that energy, that's when all of the expansion in my life and business started to happen because it was like, wow, you are so fucking safe to make these decisions. And when we came up with an idea of doing something or a new program, or when I tried to pitch myself to be on someone's podcast, like regardless, when I invested in myself, I was suddenly making those decisions from a totally different perspective. Because when I felt safe to make the decision, I then started to look at some of the other possibilities and made better choices. So when I wanted to invest in something, if I didn't feel safe, And I was like, no, you can't spend that thousand dollars because what if you need that next month? I wouldn't at all look at the opportunity of what that investment could create. But when I believed I was safe, I would look at that investment and say, what can open up for me here? If I buy this, what will change? If I make a shift in my life and invest in my vision, if I truly believe in it, what, what will happen here? What if this investment drastically shifts me? What if everything I desire comes true just because I make this decision to enroll in this program? And this is something that really allowed me to shift into investing $75,000 last year in the Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. And it's something I share when people are on the fence about jumping into the six-figure Biz Babe program. Like, are you really going to let your fear of not being safe stop you from creating the dreams that you desire in your life? are you really going to hold back for fear of failure? And if you weren't afraid of being safe or unsafe, and if you firmly believed that your investment would transform your life, what could you possibly create on the other side of this? And so in 2018, I made a decision. I am going to live as if I'm always safe. And then that raises my vibration and I don't have any doubts or insecurities about the work I do, the quality of my content, or how good my programs are because I feel so safe in what I've created. And when I feel safe, people feel safe to invest. That's why Six Figure Biz Babe, last round we did 100 students in that program and this round we're going to do 150 because I know with 100% confidence that I can serve every single one of these people because I believe in Six Figure Biz Babe and I believe in myself and I feel safe in the process of coaching all of these amazing women. So I would really encourage you for 2019 to ask yourself, where am I losing that certainty in my safety and how can I do better at that? How can I really start to decide that I am safe to expand and I'm safe to grow, I'm safe to make money. I am safe to express myself. I am safe to be seen on social media. Because when you feel safe, you start to expand. So, I hope this podcast episode touched you. I hope it inspired you. One final thought if you are on the fence about six figure biz babe, go to sixfigurebizbabe.com or click the link in the show notes. Come join the Badass Business Babe Facebook group, but sixfigurebizbabe.com. We are taking 150 biz babes into this journey, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I love you guys so much for being here on this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode on the Badass Business Podcast. I am so excited. We're going to be talking about courses, discovery calls and how to a naturally how to naturally attract your customer. It's going to be great, even if I'm tongue-tied. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you on the next show.